0: Seconds. Actually, it's just turned 6 o'clock now because <laughs> what happens is the um, show starts recording from 6pm on the dot and we use this as uh, a podcast as well. Yeah. So uh, welcome to Unscripted, the film show. I'm Cecilia and I'm joined by...
1: I'm Lewis. <laughs> thank you for joining us. <laughs> this is really weird for the people listening live. It's, That's
0: how we do things here. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure it was easy to cut yeah. for the podcast so the listeners who listen later have uh, the same opportunity as the listeners listening live now. But do, uh, we thank you for those who are tuning in uh, wherever you may be. If you're uh, in your car driving home from work, if you're in your car driving to work, yeah. if you're in your car driving somewhere for a holiday. If you're you a,
1: lucky person.
0: You lucky, uh, lucky person. I uh, love, love a holiday. Um, or you might be in your backyard right now uh, doing some gardening mm-hmm. with this beautiful sunshine here in Perth and uh, listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM top station on your dial uh, to unscripted the film show. It might be your favourite show of the week uh, and you tune in every week, so thank you for that. Yeah, hi, Ald. <laughs> Because <laughs> Alan, we love Alan. Yeah. Um, he's our off-air producer. We always uh,
1: we always know Alan is there.
0: Always. Doing, yep. it, imagine though if we said something and he wasn't there oh. to correct us or tell us some interesting, wonderful things. Actually, Alan, I'd love for you to send through some recommendations for TV shows or films that we can share with the listeners. That would be um, really good because we often talk about what we watch on streaming and, and at the movies mm-hmm. but we like to hear from audiences um audiences listeners <laughs> thank you uh, i have actually a few films to talk about today oh, awesome. uh, which That's is great. really excited and interestingly they're very similar i've got the film called the menu mm-hmm. uh with ray Fines in it and also a film called bones and blood oh. which is the new luca Guadagnino film starring timothy chalamet luca Guadagnino, of course uh call me by your name uh he did the remake for suspiria so, interesting filmmaker I'm, yeah, looking forward to talking about both these films, actually. They're quite macabre tales, uh-huh. uh, right up my alley, as we, <laughs> we know. So, I'll, I'll dig into those a little bit later. But, uh, uh, what if you, have you seen anything the interesting only,
1: this The only film I've seen in an actual cinema, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, Um is uh, Black Panther O'Connor forever again?
0: Uh, <laughs> I was like, D- wait, deja vu. Yeah,
1: because because uh, <laughs> Cat uh, was in the uh, East Coast when I saw it the first time the day before it was released, and um, I didn't, uh, and it was, a, it was a first chance to see it last Friday. So we went oh, to oh, uh, Carousel and we watched it, and it does it holds up, uh, which is which is really good. But I have seen some Telly, um,
0: <laughs> Telly.
1: Uh, I saw Get around the
0: Telly. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
1: I, I um, saw uh, inside. Uh, that was the thing that Rachel reviewed last week with David Tennant uh, and Stanley Tucci um, about the, uh, the 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 priest uh, who finds himself in a situation where um, he's doing things that you you wouldn't normally do. The whole thing's about like you know um, people being killers, but you know it's not like uh, it's not like you're. A, a killer because you want to be a killer. It's you think that you have no other choice but to, to be a killer. Um, and it's a really interesting show. And it was um, – Rachel was saying that the uh, – it is called Inside, isn't it? Uh, I feel
0: like – Inside, is it Inside Man? Is there another be part inside to, man. to yes. it? It yeah. always pops up and I'm like, this looks really good. But, uh, you know, I'm so scared to commit to something new. I, I'm worried I might like it and actually <laughs> want to sit down and watch TV. Well,
1: it's only four episodes.
0: Oh, are they, so are they four quite long, lengthy episodes? Not really, no. See, so I don't mind that. A 4 I'd rather four longer episodes, something I can really, you know, dig my I was going to say dig my teeth into but sink my teeth
1: into
0: uh, as opposed to something that's, you know, 26 episodes long and 30 to 40 minutes or 20 minutes. So Yeah,
1: it is Inside Man. Um, it's created by Stephen Moffat who was the, the showrunner on Doctor Who. So he was working with Russell T Davies, then he took over and then he was doing uh, Doctor Who as a showrunner by himself. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's doing that. Um, and, yeah, David Tennant, Stanley Tucci, um, And when Rachel was reviewing it last week, she was saying that when we'd go to the Stanley Tucci stuff, she was like, oh, hurry up and get back to the David Tennant Mm. stuff. And I was kind of like uh, I wasn't like more interested in Stanley Tucci uh, or David T- I was more like equal between the two I was mm-hmm. like the the David Tennant story is so tense uh, but you you kind of wanted to know where Stanley Tucci's story was going um and yeah it's a really great show if you want to just watch some fantastic acting then uh yeah you should get on to uh, Inside Man um because it is really it's just it's one of those uh, shows where you just watch an episode and you just want to watch more and more and find out where it's going so uh cat and i we uh, we knocked it off very very quickly um and it's just yeah it's one of the, those shows where i want to tell people watch this show because it is so it's so good um it just it, it just it was phenomenal um So David Tennant is uh, Harry Watling, an English vicar, uh, and he's forced into a difficult situation. Uh, Stanley Tucci is Jess Jefferson Grief, a former criminology professor on death row in an Arizona prison. Uh, Dolly Wells is um, Janice Fife, a mathematics tutor, who discovers a shocking secret. I
0: love Dolly Wells. She's got a very cool accent, or, well, she's British, but yeah. does she speak? Is he, is this a British TV it's show? Pretty, like, it's like
1: half of it is in England ah. and half of it is in America. In the Arizona jail. Okay.
0: Um. I hope Dolly Wells uses her normal voice.
1: Yeah, Dolly Wells is, is amazing in this film. Like, just there's a the, the opening scene uh, which takes place on a train and a young man being inappropriate on a train. It's just like from from that point, it's like engrossed in her character. Mm. Um. Lydia West is Beth Davenport, a muckraking crime journalist. Uh, Lindsay Marshall is Mary Watling. That's Harry's wife. And that's where it becomes very interesting is like how him and his wife, you know, deal with the situation that they're put in and stuff like that. Just, oh, it's so good. Um, uh, Then uh, there's there's two – so – Atkins uh, Estmon uh, is Dylan Kempton, a serial killer on death row. Uh, and he is a guy who's got. Um uh, you know, that, that recall, he recalls everything. So, um, oh. uh, yeah, so it's he, Like a
0: photographic, photographic memory. memory. Yeah, he's
1: got a photographic memory. So he acts as a recorder mm. for Stanley Tucci's character uh, of Jefferson Grief. So when that he goes and, um, because people bring cases to him that they can't solve and he helps them to solve these cases um, and he's on death row because he murdered his wife in a fairly gruesome way. Uh, it's just the really interesting, complex characters. Like, the, the the writers have just gone like, oh, let's get stuck in and and like just see how deep we can go, and the the uh, the directors have just taken that and run with it, and it's it's great. It's only four episodes, but you kind of you want more, and if not more of the story you just watched, just more of maybe Stanley Tucci's character, mm. and, and and more of you know his relationship to other people, and just. Fantastic. Inside Man is uh, out now. Uh, it is on Netflix. Uh, you know, If you've paid for your Netflix subscription, uh, watch this show and get your money's worth because it is That's really good.
0: Awesome. I do love uh, Stephen Moffat, so I think I will definitely give this a go. This yes, Excellent. Well, that's a great recommendation. I haven't really been um, watching much on. I, I went after your, uh, di- or our discussion last week, you mentioned South Park, so I thought I'd jump on and what? watch um, the latest episodes uh, and those specials, the, the COVID specials, where you get to see the characters all growing yeah. up. So I did a bit of that. And then in order to do that, I I found myself subscribing to Paramount, which is another subscription service. I need to start culling some of mine.
1: Did you get the – there was a a deal last week with Paramount where it was 50% off. Oh, I hope I got
0: that deal. (laughs) I hope I got that deal. But, um, yeah, I found myself watching some South Park. But I also found on Paramount Daria – Oh Which, yeah. Um, most people my age uh, will remember this show. I remember seeing it after school. Well, not later in the evening after school, because it is a bit more of a an adolescent mm. type uh, show about a girl called Daria who is just a little bit different. Um, and and her family really it's it's a cartoon. But uh, did did you ever watch Daria?
1: Um, I I don't don't think I I might have seen it in passing. Mm-hmm. But I did pretty sure I bought Cat the Daria complete DVD set. Yes. Um. I don't know if she's watched it all. But uh, <laughs> yeah, back in the day when you had to like you know, bring out physical media to watch things. But um, yeah, I do remember it being quite good. And she was very sardonic kind of yeah. character
0: absolutely very cynical mm. um, kind of person. But I actually also own the box set of, of Dari. <laughs> but uh, didn't. It, it's interesting. I had it, but the the thought of having to get up, find it, put it into my DVD player, press play on it uh, for free yep. uh, rather <laughs> than just watching it on a, a streaming service that I pay $10 for uh, per month. But I think I've got at least seven active subscriptions yeah. for stuff at the moment. So I need to start. I keep checking my bank. It's like $10 here, $20 yeah. here, $30 here. So I very much need to, to cull,
1: cull, cull. Well, Cat uh, and I, we uh, didn't didn't have it, but then they had this like 50% off offer and so we, we bought it for a year. So it was like uh-huh. 50 bucks for a year.
0: That's pretty good though. Yeah. Yeah. For a, for a full year. And I mean, looks they're not overly expensive. I think it's more when you start purchasing more and more of them. Yeah.
1: I mean, because if you're looking at people used to say like uh, you get Foxtel and that's like 60 or 70 bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, and then fine, but you could easily get the, all the streaming services it's going to cost you more than that. So, um, but yeah, I still don't understand Foxtel because it's one of those things where it's like you know you're not you know you don't start a show for when um, it's just like I want to watch this show and you started mm. like they still have it scheduled. So yeah, it's it's very weird.
0: And I find there's there's also a streaming service that offers um, like what Foxtel offer to some of the channels, mm. so you can jump on to. Uh, like the History Channel or the National Geographic Channel or MTV or whatever Foxtel used to have and watch whatever's playing. So you can actually, I think, through, might be, it might be, no, it's not Stan, It's it might be Prime, uh-huh. but you can go on. So you can kind of still access all that anyway. But oh, it's amazing what is at the tips of our fingertips Tips of our fingertips. That didn't make any sense. I cannot speak tonight. Maybe Rachel should be here. At least she'd be more entertaining than me trying to talk uh, today. Well, that's
1: and right. Cause, but in the gym, like I, uh, well, I, I say I watch wrestling in the gym, but I don't actually watch. I listen to it. I mm. listen to the commentary. Commentary. Um, when I'm working out, because it's the only time I really get to to you know keep up with what's going on in mm-hmm. AEW. So um, yes, yeah, so I, I do do that. But no, it's it's good. Um, another show on Netflix and sorry for being so Netflix heavy in my reviews this week but uh, The Crown season 5 we uh, I watched that this week as well Um, and it is like don't take what happens in The Crown we always say this about things that are based on a true story Mm. like a lot of the stuff in there is, is dramatized stuff that never actually happened so um, the, uh, but it's it's interesting to see particularly, you know, in, in my age where I was born in the 70s um, and then, you know, I'm still alive today, yay um, and, <laughs> you? Uh, uh, but I was born in the 70s and so when I was growing up it was all like Charles and Diana and you know, up to the point where, you know, Diana died which is immensely sad and like watching The Crown you're just thinking what a different world it would be had she had lived Mm -hmm. um it would have been really interesting to see like you know when um you know, eventually uh, William becomes king, that she would be the queen mother, even though she wasn't married to his father. So mm-hmm. there's all those interesting kind of dynamics we're never going to get to see, which is unfortunate. But the, uh, the Crown season five is immensely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, have you watched any of the, the Crown at all?
0: I haven't, um, but I've been obviously keeping tabs on, you know, the actors that they get th- to play Queen Elizabeth throughout. The, the times mm. um in the series and i've always been very drawn in by some of the people that they've had so i know claire foy was uh at earlier season and i've always enjoyed her performances I, elizabeth is elizabeth de becky australian actor i think is linked to the the current season uh, from memory but I'm not hundred um, percent sure about that uh, the crown let's have a squizzy
1: the uh, the the um, current uh, series of the, the crown uh the, the cast they've got is is really good but I must admit there is one uh like the the one one of the people that they've um, casted in it is uh, like not odd casting he kind of it's um the, it's guy who plays um Prince Charles mm-hmm. in th- this season is Dominic West um and he was from uh the uh, the Wire. Do you remember the American series of yes, Wire? Yeah, really
0: yep. popular. Yeah. Yep.
1: He's actually a British actor. That's what that's one of the of weird things is when you watch this, you see a lot of actors you re- you know from American shows mm-hmm. but they're actually British actors uh which is kind of which is kind of cool. Um but yeah, so uh she is um so he's playing uh, prince charles but you know way too good looking to be prince charles and way too much hair like surely they could have like put a little bit of a ball patch occurring on the back of his nugget there but not nothing it's just like no no no, no. that's uh you know that's the thing we remember about prince charles is wing nut and uh and like you know balding at the back um but, uh, Imelda Staunton is playing, uh, Queen Elizabeth II in this, uh, this season. And she's great. So it's gone Claire Foy, Olivia Coleman, Amelda Stoughton. Um, and there's only a, a few, a few times where she looks like uh, her character from Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> most most of the time she looks uh, she looks amazing um, but uh, it was a really uh, the, the seasons really good uh, Elizabeth uh, de Becky uh, plays Princess Diana in uh, um, yeah. this this season um, and she plays the, the the character really well like you, you feel like she's like literally uh, you know there like it just it was really good um, Jonathan price plays uh, Prince Philip the Duke of Edinburgh um, and they they kind of make him a more uh sympathetic kind of character mm. in this season. Um which is uh, which is kind of kind of interesting. Um but yeah, I, I think it's like you know, yeah it's 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 all gossipy and it's soapy, um, but it's it's still really, you know, entertaining. Um, and, uh, they, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I think, uh, you know, when you've lived through this stuff and you, you watch it, it's just, you, you reminisce on the, those, those things that you see. Mm. Um, and, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just an interesting take and it makes you think about, uh, the, the monarchy and, and how horrible it must be to actually be a part of it. Um, but yes, that is out now uh, on the the Netflix, and uh, there was one other actor um, who I'm trying to recall uh, who played. Um, oh my goodness, I'm really I'm really blanking on uh, who I'm trying to talk about. The the, the prime minister. Um, ah, it's. Ah, uh, starlet. Uh, it. A prime minister at
0: some point in time. Johnny Lee
1: Miller. He's playing John Major.
0: Johnny Lee Miller's in this.
1: Johnny Lee Miller. I'm
0: Johnny Lee Miller and I never yeah. see him in much anymore. He, he, um, mm.
1: He's playing John he's playing John Major. He does a great job of it. Mm-hmm. Like um yeah, obviously the sexiest John Major you're ever gonna see. Sure. Uh but uh he he just Ha- embraces that that character and uh it was just yeah very very interesting to see so um, they, they i think the prime ministers are the ones that they have so much fun with with casting uh mm. the, the prime ministers um and yeah he's like yeah Gillian Anderson was uh, playing Margaret Thatcher um there was someone who was playing uh that that they got to play uh Churchill um Oh, I can't find that there, but yeah, they've they've got some uh, you know, interesting people play the prime ministers, so it's just oh, it's just very very watchable kind of stuff. So um, yeah, it's out now also on Netflix. So um, yeah, if you want to you know, go between uh, you know watching Inside Man and then watching the, the Crown, uh, then you've done something similar to what we did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I may do that um, when I have some time to um, watch some new stuff. We might take a break and be back after this.
1: You're listening to Unscripted, the film show.
0: You are indeed listening to Unscripted, the film show. One of the uh, longest running (sighs) shows here at Radio Fremantle, possibly. Possibly. Yeah, well, there's
1: definitely shows that are longer than ours. Creative Country uh, has been going for a very, very long time. Um, But, yeah, it is a fairly uh, long-lived show.
0: We're proud of that. We're proud of that here, bringing you all the latest. Um, I have two films uh, this week that I'm quite excited to talk about. Uh, One film is called The Menu, which I might kick off with. And when I seen the trailer to this film, there was some ambiguity around it and I knew I had to see this. Mm. and I know you've seen the trailer as well and you can kind of guess that things probably too do take a little bit of a dark and twisted turn but you don't really know how and in which way Mm. but so I was really excited to go and see this film and I got to see it at my favourite cinema on my favourite day which is a Saturday at I, I can say their name, can't I? Course Luna, yeah. Luna Leaderville, uh, with my coffee, my, my favourite time <sighs> in the whole world, a Saturday morning preview at Luna Leaderville and sat down and got all comfy and I was so excited. And, um, yeah, Rafe Fines is obviously in this film, wonderful actor, we all love him. But uh, he plays this chef, mm-hmm. a really renowned chef who has this very expensive um, and isolated restaurant uh, on this island called Hawthorne. And you have to take a private boat to get to this um, really kind of reclusive island. And the restaurant only seats about 12 or so people. Uh, And on this particular evening, they include a foodie and fan of this um, chef, uh, Tyler, played by Nicholas Holt. Uh, His last minute date, Margot, played by Anya Taylor-Joy, who we all know from, you know, The Queen's Mm -hmm. Gambit. Uh, and and the witch and uh, as well as some other people as well you've got a has-been movie star there some finance moguls a food critic uh, and a couple whose marriage is on the rocks so some really interesting diverse characters uh, here and they all sit down to enjoy this lavish meal of multiple courses it's a, a about a four point two. I think he says four and a half hour experience of of eating. And it's these tiny dishes that are prepared and and pulled out to these people. But... Without giving too much away, things do take a dark and twisted turn. Chef has an agenda. He's slightly unhinged. Uh, And for a majority of the runtime, the film really does centre on Margot's point of view. She's someone who doesn't really fit in as an elite. And she's just a replacement for Tyler's original date so it's a real fusion of black comedy you've got some horror there thriller it's part satire it takes it makes fun of foodies it makes fun of those pretentious critics Mm. um those people who serve those you know lavish meals anyone who's really into food it really it takes a (laughs) dig at them which i quite enjoyed Uh, but overall it's got some really macabre Elements to the film, and by the end of the first act, you kind of know what you're you're setting in Mm. for. So there is a particular scene which I guess takes the audience by surprise. It took me by surprise. Something I wasn't expecting. A few people walk out at this point in the cinema, Uh, but at this point, you go right. This is what I'm in for. I now know because the first you know part to the film is a little bit like, "Mm, where's this taking me? But then you know end of the first act, you're pretty much aware of what's going to, ha- what where it's yeah. headed. So, yeah, interesting to say. I'm always at love when people walk out of films and I'm always like, oh, I can kind of see why you may have at that point. Uh, but if you do like macabre, real macabre things, mm, this, mm. this is certainly uh, film for you. It's not going to be for everybody at all. Uh, but, yeah, stick it in if you can, if you do go and see <laughs> it, because uh, the ending is... Uh, very
1: riveting. I've just I just uh, read uh, what happens in the film The Menu, and uh, obviously I'm not going to say it on air, <laughs> but I, I need to ask you off air because it just seems a bit ridiculous. So, yes. Um, so, I'm uh, wondering
0: uh, if you – I think I know what you might be talking about. Yeah.
1: But I will, I, once we're off air, we'll, we'll discuss that in more detail. But what a cast, though. I mean, Anna Taylor-Joy, uh, Rafe Fiennes, Nicholas Holt um, – yeah, it looks like it's, it's like quite a, you know interesting kind of cast.
0: Yeah, it is. And it was really fun to see the different dynamics of characters. You've got, um, and I can never say his name, John Leguizamo yeah, in this film. Yep. He plays this kind of washed-up actor who's career has really gone by the, the wayside, but he's still trying to be you know, relevant and present. And then you've got these three finance dudes, which are just pretentious a-holes um and then this couple who are just rich and expect you know so it's Interesting to see the characters, and at no point do you really empathize with any of them. <laughs> the only person that you really side with is, is Margot because she's not really supposed to be here. She's just been pulled in as a last minute date <laughs> and gets trapped here, at, you know, with these really strange. And to be honest, the chef is unhinged, but the people that are dining there are also a little bit cuckoo. So she's really the only one that you kind of side with and, and follow through this and go, I hope that. Things work out for her. Uh, <laughs> everyone else you don't really care about because they're all a little bit of a they're they're all a bit douchey, to be honest. I think
1: uh, that's a thing a lot of um, a lot of movies do. Uh, to make you, you know, enjoy the kills. Mm-hmm. Um, if they make the characters douchey, you kind of like, a,
0: yeah, kill that douche. Exactly. Um, you don't mind too. Yeah, much.
1: yeah, but if they're nice people. Then it's a, you know, a lot hard to revel in the enjoyment of them being dismembered. Um, <laughs> not that I'm saying they are. I've not seen this film, but I'm just assuming that might be the case. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that. That's the thing. And on the, the reverse side, you, you build up a really nice character, and then like you know, kill them really quickly, as say. How could you do that? I was so invested in that character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh a. like, I think I think there was a, a film. Uh, it might have been a shark movie. Um, I don't know if it was Deep Blue Sea, but um, Samuel L. Jackson was in this film, and he was like giving a really kind of like stirring speech, and you're right behind him, and the shark just comes up, and goes chomp, and it just like, takes away. Um, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they did so that. So
0: invested in the characters, yeah, because you always side with them, and the, the suspense builds a little bit more because you want them to, you know, get out and and you know get away and all of those things. But
1: why did yeah. they they did that with um, Brad? Pitt in that uh, in the um, Sandra Bullock uh, oh bullet train no not not no. in bullet train no no because uh, yeah obviously Brad Pitt was in that but he was in the whole movie in that that's one that's right uh, it was the, the Sandra Bullock movie uh, was Sandra Bullock? no it wasn't Sandra
0: Bullock in
1: that film was it it was she no she actually was in she that was film. in that yeah film. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no it was the other film that uh, she was in I think um, Channing Tatum was also in uh, the film as well so I'm trying to recall. Why the, whenever you go to uh, IMDb and you go to like known for, uh, they you
0: can never find the one you want. Yeah, there
1: was like two <laughs> thousand nine, two thousand nine, ninety four. I don't care. Give me the give me, give the me current the re- stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah, the Lost City. The, the Lo- Lost City. Oh, yeah. yeah, a film I haven't actually
0: seen yet. But ah. I would like to. Yeah, um, so he
1: she was in uh, she did the Lost City and uh, Channing Tatum was the you know with the co lead with her. Yes. And then Brad Pitt was kind of like this action hero guy. Uh, and he gets taken out really quickly in the film. You don't uh,
0: expect it, yeah.
1: And and uh, but it's it was really good. And then uh, Bullet Train, uh, I think that Sandra Bullock and also Chain Tatum. Yeah, Chain Tatum also cameos in that. So he does cameos. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So they were these have been like, out
0: for a while, guys. So not <laughs> spoiling too much, I, I dare say.
1: But um, but yeah, I know. Oh, uh, Miss So I said not Congeniality. Um, uh, Lost City. Like, I probably would get that on on uh, Blu-ray and, you know, just if you've got people over and you want to go, let's watch a movie, yep. stick it in, because it's just good, fun action comedy. And yeah. uh, Bullet Train's pretty much the same thing, but more in a Tarantino kind of-esque style.
0: Yeah, and I think Bullet Train got really panned by critics and, and stuff, but I really enjoyed really? it. I thought it was quite a fun film and it was really action, fast-paced, but it did have that... Quentin Tarantino vibe to it, which I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the characters. Uh, I really enjoyed it and would watch that film again. I easily. have watched again. Have you? I
1: watched it twice so far. I would
0: far. easily watch that film again. Um,
1: the, um, I would love to do, like, a back-to-back film, mm. uh, Bullet Train and everything everywhere all at once.
0: Oh my, in, that's a lot of action. Yeah. Fast-paced <laughs> stuff happening. Wowza. And, 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 and
1: it's in floppy fingers. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I want to get them in, uh, like, um, uh, 4k but it would be it would be annoying though cuz the only 4k tv in our house is in the bedroom mm. so but i can do that that's fine I'm just like sitting sit in bed watching tv yeah, what's not
0: to love ah <laughs> oh, sounds delightful um i'm going to score the menu five five core five courses i'm going to score <laughs> five courses easy peasy there you go uh we might take another momentary break and be back after this
1: you're listening to Unscripted, the film show.
0: We are back. Uh, I have another film to talk about as well, which um, again is a little bit macabre. So we might, if, maybe, if I tackle that, <laughs> and then we can maybe end the show with some lighter, uh, lighter things. Perhaps <laughs> that's the best way to approach it. I, I don't know, but um, this film is called Bones, Bones? Uh, and All, and it's a new film by. Luca Guadagnino, who is really well known for his film uh, *Call Me by Your Name*, which starred Timothy Chalamet and Armie Hammer, uh, really wonderful film, and and then also the remake of *Suspiria*. Which uh, again, if you've seen both of those films, you'll know that Luca Guadagnino is very. Uh, you can kind of recognise his his work. He likes to use a lot of colour in his films, and. The way a film looks is really important to, to his overall aesthetic. I sound very pretentious the way I'm <laughs> talking right now, but he, he, he presents his films in a way that, yeah, they're quite colourful. Um, so I'm always interested to see how he presents a film, but he does bring back uh, Timothy Chalamet for this film, uh, who I think Timothy Chalamet has done some wonderful work in the last few years, but he brings him back. Uh, As a character in this film, I'm just grabbing some details now. He plays Lee, but you've also got Taylor Russell, who is probably the main character. The story's really from her point of view. She plays uh, Marin, who from a young age, we know that she's not a normal girl. Mm -hmm. Things are different for her. And I'm trying to dance around this a little bit without giving too much away it's a little bit like the menu in that I don't want to give too much away but you do see the trailer to this film and it is pretty obvious when you see the trailer the direction that the film takes so I won't try and dance around too much but I'll try not to spoil things too much I guess first and foremost it is a love story about two people who are similar and and meet and together find joy and happiness, I suppose, in in something that's not, that's really ugly, I suppose. So maren at a young age, is abandoned by her father because she's got these urges. Um, they're kind of cannibal-like urges. Oh, my goodness. Um, if you would, if you if you dare say there's not a much of an origin story here either. So you don't really learn about why she's like Mm -hmm. that, but she happens to meet Lee who is similar. And we again, don't learn why he is like that. We just meet these characters at a time where we know that they're not normal. They're not bad people. Mm -hmm. They just have urges that they have to kind of control. And yeah, the story is really about those two navigating through um, meeting each other And finding a purpose in the world as Uh, as people who have to control these urges.
1: And the film is set in the 80s uh, because the storyline mentions that it's uh, Ronald Reagan's America.
0: Yes. It, it certainly is. So yeah, in the in the seventies. So nice setting. Is the seventies or eighties?
1: Oh, 80s, eighties. 80s, yeah. You're right. Eighties.
0: <laughs> I was like seventies. No. no. Um, yeah. So uh, again, it's quite a long film, and most Scordino films are long. It's it's one of his shorter films. It sits at about two hours ten minutes, and for the most part, yeah, it's really about these guys kind of back, um, kind of trekking through Mm. America on a road trip. Eating people. Um, (laughs) Eating people, um, controlling these urges and just, yeah, learning about themselves and about each other and how to really live a normal life. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a slope burn because most of it a lot of it is dialogue Mm. and it is a love story at the end of the day it's just a different type of love story which it's great it's a non-conventional love story uh you know and there are a few graphic scenes i'll uh, prepare people for that but uh yeah i think overall i enjoyed the the tone of the film Uh, i think it's presented really nicely it doesn't feel like a horror, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, because it's not a horror. It, it's definitely a love story, and it is presented that way. There's some really lovely music, com- you know, um, composed throughout. Uh, yeah, the score is beautiful. The tone of the film is beautiful. The acting is really good. And, yeah, it's just nice to see. For me, I think this is my type of film. Mm. I think some people might watch this to, and expect something a little bit different. Mm. It, or may walk away having expected it to be different. But, yeah, I really enjoyed this. It's hard to kind of – you've got to dance around that one, but I think I've given a, a lot of it away anyway. Sorry, there you go. But, uh, it
1: is um, – the, uh, the, the rating on it says it's uh, rated R for strong, bloody and disturbing violent content, language throughout – which I always think is a good thing in a film to have language throughout.
0: So Yeah, you do need that, don't Unless you? Unless it's a
1: silent film. Uh, some sexual content and brief but graphic nudity
0: brief but good.
1: <laughs> does that um, does that sound about right it,
0: it does but yeah it's not as graphic as I thought the film was going to be so I seen the trailer to this film and straight away it, it does give it away so you kind of know what you're going to go in but I thought it was going to be far more graphic but I think it's approached in a how do you it's approached beautifully that's a very odd mm-hmm, thing to mm-hmm. say about cannibalism Approached yes, yeah. uh, donate people. It's
1: not a good thing. To no, no I didn't. Didn't uh, work out well for um. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the actor. Oh, blanket on his name. That's terrible.
0: But um, overall, I I really enjoyed this film. I wouldn't say it's um, Guadagnino's strongest film, but <laughs> I do think it's yeah, it's, an interesting film. It,
1: it's really it's really sad that all I had to do was put in. Cannibal actor and got Army Hammer. <laughs> and
0: interesting, the link to that is that Army Hammer was, of course, in Call Me By Your Name. Uh, so I don't know if it's any. Maybe it's. <laughs> maybe there's a link there. I don't know. Um, but it is based on a book anyway, this story. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think there's a, an actual link there. But yeah, Army Hammer, he's, he's been out of action for a while.
1: Uh, I think I think he's done and dusted. Kat just sent me through a text. Um, I, I'm assuming it was from her phone. Uh, like, not, not from a. You to be a text from my phone. Yes, of course it's from her phone. From her car. Like, you know, just oh. when you dictate it. Because uh, she said army hammer, but it was like army A-R-M-Y. Army oh, hammer. Uh, so it's like a arm. hammer you have when you're in the <laughs> in army. the army, yes. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's like camouflage and you can never find it.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. But um, apparently there's going to be a new Call Me By Your Name film, a second, a follow-up. Really? To it. So I don't oh. know how that'll approach that because this was a really popular film. It was um, set in the 1980s in Italy and it's about this romance that blossoms between a 17-year-old student played by Sh- um, Timothy and then an older man hired as his father's researcher system which was played by Army Hammer. And I recall watching this film and thinking this was the most realistic portrayal of a heartbreak that you'll mm-hmm. see because it's so... This young boy falls in love with this older man and and for this older man, it's clearly just a fling. He treats him quite poorly and, yeah, it's a really sad film in that, yeah, Timothy Chalamet's character at the end is just so heartbroken Mm and it's such a realistic portrayal of that. But it's such a beautiful film. Again, it's it's very colourful, set in summer in Italy, so it's quite beautiful. But I believe the... uh, I'm not sure... Call Me By Your Name um, 2 is set to release. Uh, I'm just having a look for some details now. As you can tell, I'm very prepared. (laughs) Um, But while I do that, I shall score the film. And I'm really excited. I finally get to use a reference that I've always wanted to use. Mm -hmm. I'm going to score this film for Kiss Records. Oh, right. Because there's reference to Kiss in this film (laughs) uh, as well. But... Oh, maybe there's not going to be a sequel, and maybe I've um.
1: That's all. going guy it's very weird to to sequelize that that kind of film. As Do a you know what? I think ending. it it
0: might have been clickbait.
1: Ah. Like I might have got clickbaited
0: at some point uh, where they said there's going to be a second, and I'm like, yeah, there's going to be a second. <laughs> uh, the director has specifically said he wouldn't call a. Fo- oh, Okay, so there is going to be one, but it's not a direct follow-up. Right. So it's more the chronicles of Elio, who is the, the young boy uh, becoming a man.
1: Him falling in love with other people. So
0: <laughs> I think it's just a new film about him growing up yeah. and probably, yeah, falling in love with more people and um, maybe getting heartbroken. But I, I doubt Army Hammer will make an appearance in the film.
1: No, no, he so, won't. Uh,
0: yes, I very much doubt it's a new. It's a very new story, I think. So, there you go. But, yeah, two very dark oh. black comedy. Well, one's a black comedy, one's a macabre romance, yeah. uh, but both in cinemas uh, today. Oh, so, very nice. So, some interesting cinema content to dig your teeth into, excuse the pun. Do, you know, do you know the
1: width the weird thing is uh, with a lot of um, films. Like Disney, uh, no longer does preview screenings of their the movies. Mm. Um, so, but I'm, I'm going to go see all the Marvel films and uh, all the Disney films that come out anyway. Um, so, we usually buy tickets for like the Wednesday night screenings, so yes. that way we can I can talk about it on the Thursday night. Um, so, Avatar coming out in a couple of weeks' time, I haven't bought tickets yet.
0: Uh, Haven't, um, or because you can't, or you're just no, not, not, you just not you, feeling you, it.
1: You can, you can, um, but it's apparently the runtime for Avatar: The Way of Water is six
0: hours. No, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're not far off. Uh, Avatar uh, the. The, the the um yeah, the, the runtime for it apparently uh is the three hours and ten minutes. No, but
0: it's too long.
1: <laughs> um
0: it's it's not quite as long though as the Martin Scorsese film. Uh what was the recent one? Oh gosh it was like 3 hours yeah, through, 6 yeah. minutes or something it was ridiculously long if
1: you if you do want to have a really long film your pacing has got to be really on the money oh, yeah. so it doesn't feel like 3 hours because if you're going in there and you know i think i think the the thing like if you're if you watch a movie mm. and you ever look at your watch to see what time it is the pacing's off
0: or if you look at someone else's watch
1: that's true sometimes
0: yeah. i've been in a film and you know how people have Apple watches yeah. and they light up sometimes. I've occasionally peeped over to somebody else's when they've lit up <laughs> to see how far I've got. Can
1: well, mine my, my never light, lights up no matter what I do. Uh, you're because you're quite
0: respectful, you know?
1: Well, mine's always on theatre mode because oh. I am an Arty Wanker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> always in theatre mode. Always. It's um, yeah, no, yes, like
1: myself, my watch is always in theatre mode.
0: <laughs> so I often appear over, I'm like, oh, I can see it's about. 7.30, it's probably got another hour to go. <laughs> yep, all good here. <laughs> mm. But, no, I, I agree. I think I, 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 even if it is well-paced, I think people don't have the attention span anyway. Mm. I think 90 minutes to two hours is probably what most people can handle, I would say. I've never, I've rarely sat in a film and gone, I want more. <laughs> I've always gone, that's, that's perfect timing or, I don't know have you ever sat there and gone I want
1: more generally in marvel films I'm kind of like going yeah that was great but I could uh, I could go another half an hour
0: another
1: half an hour. But I just I just love it so much mm. it's just I um like uh, even um yeah, comic reading like mm. when I get a chance to, to read comics um this last week uh, was the 20th anniversary of the uh, the death of Superman comic mm-hmm. um, and so I 20 years ago I bought you know a couple of issues of the um, the polybagged uh, one with this black Superman uh, uh, black cover, uh, black bag red Superman logo with blood dripping down it and inside there was like an armband you could wear with like the Superman logo on it and there was all this other stuff and that was 20 years ago. In the last week, they've released they re-released that issue um, as a like tribute issue, and then they did another Superman seventy five uh, with a story about his son finding out about the fact that his dad died and came back to life, um, uh, you know, many years beforehand, and then the creature that killed him kinda of makes a resurgence and starts fighting his dad again. And it was just great. Like I was I was reading this comic and I kinda of, you know, it was a big comic and I got to the end of it I was going, I could have done a bit more. Could you know? done
0: with a bit more.
1: But it was yeah, I'm, I'm always like that. It's like if I like things, um, I, I'd like more of those things, please, thank you very much. And that's just the that's just the way I that's why sometimes when you get like extended editions of things I, I, I enjoy you yeah. know being able to go and watch a, a bit more. That's why with physical media you get the uh, the, the extended scenes and you get the uh, the, the, the the uh, cut scenes, you get the gag reels. That's what I want. I always want more.
0: Mm.
1: And so, yeah, so, so sometimes even if it's a three-hour film, if I enjoy it, I could, I could go a bit more.
0: Could go a bit more. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Alan. He is watching uh, Secret Royal Inspector and Joy. It's on Netflix. It's a Korean drama about a 17th century civil servant who begins investigating corruption and the free-spirited divorcee who complicates his life. Ooh, Ooh very cool. Thanks, Alan, for that recommendation. Uh, yeah, plenty to watch out there. Almost too much. Too much. <laughs> um, I believe the new uh, is it the Knives Out?
1: Yeah. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Film is the that? Glass Onion.
0: Glass Onion is that yeah. streaming or is it releasing in cinemas first, then hitting streaming? I believe is the way that one's going to go. I
1: think so. Yes. Yes.
0: Um. So I like that you get the opportunity to still see it on the big screen but it's still available to you on streaming soon after because I think that's a good one to see in cinemas
1: yeah I, I think well the first um, knives out was so good oh, it was it really was just, good. oh and it? that and the character that uh, um Daniel Craig plays it was like oh this is a this is a franchise so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really glad that they've, they've kept that going
0: yeah and it, it is screening now which is which is great and uh, yeah I quite like the poster to this it's got Daniel Craig standing there uh and Blue Water Mountain behind him. But, yeah, it's called Glass, Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. So good to see him back in a new mystery. I'm excited to see what tale uh, we get told. But, yeah, he was really brilliant in that. And uh, you can tell he really enjoyed playing yeah, that role yeah. as well.
1: Well, Sorry. I think I think like after uh, you know so many so many years of playing like Bond and stuff mm. like that, to be able to you know, sink his teeth into a, a different kind of character, yeah. uh, it must be very, very exciting for him.
0: And I, um, did he do a vodka ad recently? He for... did. <laughs> I was like, is that Daniel Craig? It was a
1: really freaking weird ad where he was like dancing and then he was in water. And yeah, was... I
0: was like, what is this? Uh, we do have one last sponsor to play, which I'm going to do now and then we'll come back and uh, wrap up with some fun.
1: Did you know that Fremantle has its very own art house cinema? You'll find Luna on Essex, midway along Essex Street in the heart of Fremantle, screening an incredible variety of niche, foreign language and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds. It feels more like your own home movie theatre rather than a cinema. Catch up with friends for a pre-show drink in the fully licensed Alfresco area or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie. Check out What's On along with details of forthcoming films, festivals and added value events at lunapalace.com.au. You're
0: listening to Unscripted, the film show. It's a week of sequels and prequels and what's the third, the trilogies? Prequels. And the fourth? Prequels. <laughs> fourth. I don't know, but John Wick 4 has just been announced. Yes. Um, there's also a new Magic Mike film called Magic Mike's Last Dance. Really? Uh, apparently it's going to end with a 30-minute dance sequel. My goodness. Uh, see, that I want more of. <laughs> that I will watch more of. But um, you go and see Magic Mike for the dancing. Mm. Truly, you do. And I'm ex- so excited to see It's like an action scene for a lot of people. <laughs> 30 minutes of action, great. 30 minutes of dance, Brilliant. I'm looking forward to it. But, um, yeah, Magic Mike, uh, first released back in 2012. Believe it or not, it's been a, a hot minute. But uh, obviously the brainchild of uh, T- Channing Tatum as a, uh, a dancer. I don't like to call them strippers. They're dancers. Uh, and his kind of life... Um, there, but yeah, magic Mike's last dance will it be his last dance, though, I don't know, I'm sure he'll be back, <laughs> uh, but yes, the franchise for the third installment, uh with this one, but um yeah i am quite excited and and Selma Hayek's in this as well,, <gasps> so, but yeah, thirty minutes off uh it's just one giant dance sequel, so i'm I'm really looking
1: forward to that part of it there's uh, funnily enough there's another movie uh, that's coming out which is a uh, a Chippendale uh, movie um, which stars Camille Nanjani and uh, I was just trying to search for it just then going Chippendale movie I kept getting the Chippendale Rescue Rangers uh, movie uh, that came out this year which is also very good check it out but there's no nudity uh, but yeah uh, but the weird thing is with with um, uh, Camille Nanjani is that uh, like the last time we saw him was in uh, in Eternals mm-hmm. where he got all like muscular and ripped up, and when I heard he was in a Chippendales film, I was like, oh, good on him. He's going to be one of the dancers. Um, and then I found out, no, 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 he's the guy that created the, the Chippendales, ah. um, who was not a, a, a white guy. The Chippendales were very white. Whenever you saw them, yes. they're always a bunch of white guys, um, but. His character's a bit on the, uh, the the paunchy kind of side, so he had to put on 20 pounds of weight and lose all the muscle to play this part.
0: Oh, imagine that, though. Working so hard to get your body to that oh, point yeah. and, and then losing it. But that just shows commitment uh, to to your art, I suppose.
1: It does, it does. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. If you like uh, your, your dancer movies, uh, then it's out there. It's amazing how, um, like, striptease kind of tanked Demi Moore's career, mm. but it hasn't done anything bad for, for Channing Tatum he's still going from strength to strength
0: yeah well he was in that film Dog a while ago about the um, the, the war dog but I haven't seen him in much recent well he does a few cameos as mm-hmm. we know. but yeah Chippendales it looks good it's got Seth Rogen Elle Fanning's in it as well you've got Deb Patel so yeah some really awesome actors looking yep. forward to seeing that as well So yeah, some really good films uh, due to release too. It's not even it's not quite the end of the year, but we've got some films. It's
1: it's very very close. This is the the last uh, full week of November. We're just uh, going through now. (sighs) We've got our first Christmas party. Well, I know you may have one before then, but the first Christmas party I know of is on the uh, the the fourth of uh, December. Mm -hmm. um, That we've got so. yeah, but I've got myself um, a lovely shirt for it. Um, it is a, uh, a shirt with about 100 Will Farrells on there, uh, dressed oh as God. elf uh, in different uh, positions and with different kind of you know, sayings on there. Uh, last year, um, I-, I wanted to get the shirt with uh, Will Farrell's face on it as, El- as the elf character uh, with... Santa! I know him! And I was going, that's the best shirt ever! And then uh, we went to Warner Brothers Movie World and they just had this, like, you know, shirt shirt, so those button-up shirts, short mm. sleeves, obviously, summery. Mm. Um, it's, it's kind of weird when you think, you know, the rest of the world is kind of like, let's get an ugly I... Christmas sweater here in oh, Australia. It's like, short shirt, thank you very much, something nice and light. And, uh, yeah, so I've got that. I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out this Christmas. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not. My boss can be a bit of a Grinch, so I'm not uh-huh. sure whether uh-huh. at our... Christmas function on the uh, thir- the th- last Thursday, I think. Um, the, the, oh, by the way, that the Thursday uh, of that week of like the last working week of the year kind of mm. thing. Uh, I won't be doing the show because uh, it's last year. It was kind of a faux pas that I left to do the show and wasn't drinking enough during lunch. So uh, apparently, if you haven't had three bowls of wine, you just haven't had enough. So fair enough. Fair um, enough. So, yeah, this year I'll be doing that. But, yeah, I'm not sure whether I, I'm kind of tempted to, to go the elf shirt. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if uh, yeah, how much guts I've got. I might have to take a secondary shirt just, just in case. Just in case you have
0: to change it. That's yeah. brilliant. Well, I, um, I'm going to get some new Christmas pyjamas. Uh, my friends and I do a Christmas movie sleepover. So we don't So
1: when you that. say Christmas pajamas, is that uh, like pajamas with a Christmas motif?
0: Yeah, yeah. they need to be themed, mm. you know, Christmas. So I'm going to go get some of those. My friend, actually, I should give her a really sh- good shout out. My friend Tenille, um, she is watching a hundred Christmas films prior to Christmas. So My goodness, I think she's on number thirty-seven.
1: Wait, when, when, did, she, when did she start?
0: Oh, about two weeks ago. Oh. She's just flying through them, but. Uh, she does raise money for charity, though, so oh, it is excellent. part of her charity experience. But she does; she then reviews them and mm. just gives her thoughts. She's very Christmassy. I'm um, not like me. I'm not. <laughs> mm, I don't really mind. Uh, but a lot of them are the the Hallmark kind of Christmas films. Oh my God, no! Mm, oh yeah. no! But no. apparently, there's a new one with Freddie Prince Jr. Oh really? And I'm I'm mm. down for some um, mm. Freddie Prince Jr. So apparently, he plays a hot dad in uh, one of these Christmas films. I shouldn't be so. so I shouldn't say hot. That's I could get sued for something like that. Well,
1: no, that's like, no, I don't think that that's fine. It's just, just your opinion you're giving out there.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of, what's the word? Sexist? If Sex- I call <laughs> Freddie Prince. Anyway, I, I'm a fan of Freddie Prince Jr. I think he's um, a talented talented actor and, and cook and chef and does lots of wonderful things. But I haven't seen him in a film for a while. So interesting that he would pick a Christmas film. He uh, <laughs>
1: actually does a lot of voice work. Thank um, you, he does. You are quite right. So, yeah, so he's uh yeah, he was, there was a um, Star Wars animated show mm-hmm. called Rebels, and he was one of the, uh, he was, the, well, the Jedi in, in that show. Um, so it was, uh, it's very good. Um, speaking about Will Farrell and Christmas movies, though, uh, he's actually in a uh, Christmas movie at the moment, I think on Apple TV, uh, and he is joined by none other than Ryan Reynolds. I'm
0: surprised you haven't seen this. Yeah, or are you holding off? I'm holding off.
1: I'm like, like, I'm. Cat and I uh, like know yeah, we like to roll Christmas out for mm-hmm. uh, for a little while, um, so I have put up uh, Santa like uh, the the vampire Mickey's gone away. Mm-hmm. Santa Mickey has now come out to take his place. Yep. Uh, we've got this uh, lovely little uh, like lantern thing with Mickey and Minnie uh, and Pluto uh, caroling, Aww. and you turn on a light and all the uh, the snow swirls around them. It's beautiful. Um, and I have put up um, some pops that are Christmas themed. There is a, a Gingerbread Captain America and a Captain America snowman. Uh, I've also put up a, a Gremlin because Christmas movie. Christmas, yeah. uh, and uh, I've got a Mogwai uh, with the the Santa hat on. So uh, we were slowly rolling it out. Cat saying the uh, the tree. Uh, we got to wait till actual December to put that out there. But last night, um, did I when when I went to Queensland? one of the things I was really excited about uh, was going to Starbucks mm-hmm. and getting a gingerbread latte uh, because I, I love gingerbread lattes and uh, we don't have Starbucks here in Perth, which treat. I'm kind of glad about, really. At the end of the day... Because uh, you'd
0: be getting them all the time? Well, no, it's just kind of one
1: of those things where it's more of a... Uh, you know, a It's treat. more special. Yeah, um, so it's a treat. So, yeah, so we, we go there and like when we were there, Kat and I had a gingerbread latte every day, uh, chilled because it's quite warm over there. Um, and she decided last night, I wonder if I... can make the syrup for a gingerbread latte and uh, so she just like said well i was going to the shops she gave me a list of these things to buy like there was cloves and there was this all spice Mm. stuff and all this thing and i had no idea what was going on i thought she was making gingerbread men um Brought it home and and she was like, uh, after uh, dinner, I cooked tacos last night. Uh, After dinner, uh, she was just in the kitchen doing stuff. I was like, what's she doing in the kitchen? Doesn't smell like uh, it's baking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, she was creating the syrup for gingerbread lattes. And then this morning, she made me a gingerbread latte and it was as good, if not better, than the one we got in Starbucks.
0: Go cat! Actually, yeah. one thing I a lot of people don't know about me is I love gingerbread. Mm. It is one of my favorite things in the entire world. And uh, your lovely wife made some gingerbread biscuits. Must have been last year, that um, or might have been a couple of years ago. But I was at your house mm-hmm. and there was heaps there. And she said, "I must have been looking after the to the little you know pets." And she said, mm. "Help yourself," and had one, and then. Couldn't stop myself. <laughs> but, um, I absolutely love gingerbread and Kat, your gingerbread is brilliant. Mm. So I have no doubt that your gingerbread latte would be just oh, good.
1: It's it, so. it's good. It's good. Uh, it, the downside is it's like I'm going to drink too many lattes now.
0: What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to have to just. Make
1: sure you're, yeah,
0: just willpower.
1: Yes. Get yeah. it? Willpower? <laughs> Yes. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, spirited. That's right. That's what we were talking about. Sorry. Got all tangent city. Just on um, It's a musical version of Charles Dickens' story of Misley myth and Trope who takes on a magical journey. So we're talking Scrooge here. Yep. Um it's going to be interesting because my one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time is Bill Murray's Scrooge. <laughs> A Cat doesn't understand why she gets annoyed every year when it's like we're going to watch Christmas movies. And I'm like, great, Scrooge. And she's like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, yeah, very very excited. So yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah. Is, oh, I know you. Not, I know you're not the biggest fan, but I love I love Christmas. Oh, I,
0: there are parts of Christmas I like, and I I, I get why you're holding off mm. because it. It doesn't quite feel like Christmas yet, so to watch it wouldn't be as magical. So to wait till it feels more festive would would make sense. But uh, we are due to uh, end the show. Uh, Quizzy is up next in the studio, so uh, we will be back next week. We'll see you then. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentleman of Pop Culture.